Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. As you're turning to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, if you've ever read through 1 Chronicles, may God bless you. Chronicles is a very difficult book to get through sometimes. It's a book of genealogies, much like the book of numbers. So-and-so begot so-and-so, so-and-so begot so-and-so. And just after a while, it's like, God, okay, I get the picture. People had children. There's genealogies here. But to the Jewish people, these were foundational. It was important. And to us, many times, it's easy to overlook these things. But right smack in the middle of these genealogies is a man that wanted more. In fact, he asked God for more. Now, I don't know about you. I need you to understand this morning, there's nothing wrong with wanting more. God works through dissatisfaction in our lives. It's our ability to not be satisfied at the level that we're at that God is able to move and bless us with more. Verse 9, it says, there was a man named Jabez. And, you know, when we first started the church, we read this book. We even preached on this. But I haven't preached off this subject in, man, probably about 19, 18 years, 17 years. And this just popped out at me recently. And it says he was more honorable. Everyone say honorable. Than any of his brothers. That means even though he had a bad label, he had a better character. You might have a bad name, but his character, he didn't allow his label to affect his character. His mother named him Jabez because of his pain. Or his birth had been so painful. To my daughter, don't get scared. Tomorrow they induce labor. And... Um, Sometime this week, unless it's a five, a seven-day labor, we should have a baby with us this week. Amen. You can clap for that. That's all right. Pray it's a quick one, Sister Sandra. Amen. Quick three hours. That's just quick. Look with me in verse 10 before you're seated. It says in verse 10, it says, he was the one because apparently... He was identified by his prayer. He was the one, and people knew about him because of this prayer. The one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. I love this last statement. And God granted his request. Somebody say amen. Amen. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As you're seated on behalf of my wife and my family, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the love that you displayed to us last Sunday uh, for our 30th anniversary. The love offerings were just so generous. Uh, Some gave, uh, you know, and it's not even the amounts. I know it was a sacrifice. Thank you. And uh, you, you impacted us greatly, not just with your gifts, but with your love. 
uh, the video messed us up. And um, again, once again, on behalf of my wife and I, thank, thank you for the honor to my pastors, the staff, uh, the honor that you gave to us last week. We, we so appreciate it. God bless you. Um, this story of Jabez is an interesting one. Uh, the reason why to me is because in the middle of all these unending genealogies, this dude pops up and somehow the individual that's writing these genealogies can't just write down his name and keep going because his story was so powerful to the writer. That when he writes the word Jabez, it immediately brings so-and-so begot Jabez. He stops for a moment and says, wow, this dude, this guy was honorable. And although he had a name, everyone say Jabez. His name meant pain in the neck. You know you're in trouble when your mom loves you so much and she names you pain in the neck. Now, I know some of you have renamed your kids after they've been alive pain in the neck. But to name the child when they're still a baby before they've even spoken a word or done a thing, you've already identified them. And I want you to understand that whenever you named a child in the Old Testament, it was a prophetic declaration of what the child would become. So whenever a name was ascribed to an infant, you are saying this is their destiny. This mom had gone through such pain through this childbirth that she felt it was necessary to identify her son because of her bad experience. Say it again, Pastor. What I'm telling you is how many times have we gone through a tough experience and we've labeled other people because of what we went through. And so we assigned an identity to someone because of the struggle we went through. We go through the divorce. We go through the, 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 uh, the, the bankruptcy. We go through the sickness. And because there was someone there during that time, we identify that problem to that individual. And because we don't know how to deal with the pain, we begin to label people around us as pain as well. I don't know about you, but every mom here, how many of you, every, every mom, childbirth isn't always the most exciting experience, is it? No. <laughs> Your mom was straight on that one, man. Not even a pause. I didn't even get the question all the way out yet, and she was already responding. Ch- childbirth is what? Painful. Now, they say that you forget the pain. From what I hear, I've never had a child. But they say that once the the mom holds the baby, you somehow forget the pain. Is that true? It's true. (laughs) No. You would have named your child pain. You Jabez as well. But most parent, most moms say once the moment we held that beautiful angel where the pain was gone. And I don't know what it is, but somehow the struggle was so bad because the Bible says that he had brothers, right? So she's gone through this process before, but this process was more painful than she had ever experienced. She went through more struggle with this child than she did with the other children. And so she finds it necessary to identify her son as Jabez. She puts a label on him for life based on one incident. We got to be careful how we label people based on what we go through. 
Say it again, pastor and parents, when we go through struggles and you're, you begin to assign labels, this is the good child, this is the bad child. Remember, whatever we name our chi- child, whatever assignment we give to them, we are releasing a prophetic declaration over their life. But what I love about Jabez, Jabez stopped the process. He said, I don't care what you've named me. That's not going to be my destiny. That even with the name of pain, he asked God to change his destiny by changing his identity. You, my name may be pain right now, but God, I'm asking you for more. But I, I need you to understand something about this guy. No, notice this. Many of us ha- have gone through pain. When you've gone through more pain while well, starting having a child, getting married, starting a business, whatever it may be, you're going to produce some pain. You're going to go through some birthing pains whenever you're trying to start something. Pains associated. Start a career, you're going to go through pain. Start a relationship, you're going to go through pain. Start a family, you're going to go through some pain. Start your education, you're going to go through some pain. It's a painful process. Lose weight, pain. Going through those diets, it's a pain. Working out, it's a pain. Getting out of debt, it's a pain. It it, it takes some struggle. Getting close to God, it can be painful as you begin to relearn certain things. But I want you to understand Jabez, the Bible says, was more honorable. Everyone say more honorable. He didn't allow his label to affect his character. This word honor means to to honor, to glorify, to be heavy, to be weighty, to be rich, dignity, respected, or recognition. Now, I want you to understand something about this. In the Old Testament, people that were rich were considered to have glory. Okay, and that word glory or that word honorable became to be known as heavy because in those days there was lack of food. You didn't you we they say today we will drive by more food on our way home from church than the early first century Christians would see in a year. Food was scarce. They lived in agricultural society and so Whenever you got the word honorable or glorified, that individual was usually heavy. They had more money. They could eat more. And so if you were heavy, you were considered to have more glory. You didn't lose, you didn't work out in those days. Because the glory of a king was in his size. Jabez was honorable. There was a weightiness of his character. There's some of you that know people that before they even walk in, their weight or their glory is evident before they even get to the room. When you know that someone's going to be there, when you know an individual is coming, you you prepare yourself because there's something about their name. We should feel the same way when we get ready to come here for the name, when we gather for the name. There's something about gathering for the name of Jesus. There's something that happens. There's a weight. There's a glory. But if we're going to meet the president, if we're going to meet a congressman, the, the owner, or if Steve Jobs was still around and he was here, there is something about about a name that carries weight. And Jabez was this individual. He was more honorable. He had a weightiness. And I love what T.D. Jake said years ago. 
At a pastor's conference he was holding, his new church filled wall to wall with pastors. He says, I know what some of you pastors are thinking right now. You see this building and you want it. You see this ministry and you want it. He goes, but brother, if I were to throw you the keys to this building, run. He goes, because you can't handle the glory that comes with this building. You can't handle the weight. You can't handle the responsibility that comes with this. And we're praying for things. We're praying for more, but we don't have the character to sustain it. See, God wants you to have more. And you're asking for more. But you don't have it right now because the very thing you're praying for would destroy your marriage, your family, and your integrity. Say it again, Pastor. Many of the things that we're praying for would destroy you, not bless you. And so God takes us through a process. Not because God doesn't have the blessing for you. But God's trying to develop your character so you can keep the blessing. Somebody has to say amen. You got to grab this. Stop getting mad at God that your blessing hasn't come yet. Develop your character. Now, I want you to see what's going on here. I I, got to get get going. Um, You know, I I just need to keep moving on this. Notice this in verse verse 10. He says this. He was the one that prayed. Everyone say prayed. Another version says he cried out. Another version says he called upon. That word prayer, it's crying out. It's calling upon. It's reaching out. What I love about him, he prays. He doesn't complain. Let, let Let me say that again. He prays. He doesn't complain. And what we do when we start going through times of lack, we begin to complain. Oh, God, you know, where are you at? How come I don't have this? Why, am I, why don't I have this? Why am I struggling with this? How come I don't have this? How come they got this? And we begin to complain. See, the difference between complaint and prayer is who you are speaking to. When I go tell it to my friend that can't help me with it, you're complaining. When I take it to God, I'm praying. Somebody say amen. amen. See, you're talking to the wrong person. I, I know when times people will come talking to me, especially husbands, come complaining about their wives and so forth, and they're, they're dealing with such, such, certain situations. First, first thing I do at times with them is look at them and say, why are you telling me? <laughs> well, because she won't listen. You need to be talking to her right now. The things you're telling me, you need to tell her or wives talking about their husbands or employees talking about their bosses. you got to talk to that person. Many times we're talking to the wrong people. And we're turning what God wants to use as a prayer request into gossip. He took it to God. He prays. He doesn't complain. I want you to see what the Hebrew word for prayer is. I need you to grab this. It means to connect, to encounter. To establish contact with. Are you hearing me? This is our prayers most of the time. Lord, I need you to deal with this person because I'm, 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 I'm done with them. Lord, if you don't, if you don't deal with them, Lord, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to go off on them and show them the hands of the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, just deal with this woman. Lord, deal with this man. God, deal with these kids. Lord, I, don't, I just don't, I'm at my last nerve right now. That, that's our prayers. Jabez 
prayed until he connected. He prayed until he established connection to encounter. Many of us will say a word and we say we prayed. But prayer is connecting. Prayer is, is coming together, making, making a connection with someone. And many of us are saying prayers, but we're just throwing words out there. But we're not connecting with God. I want to connect with the heart of God. I don't want to just say words. I want to connect. I want my words to reach their destination. What am I telling you? Keep praying until you get breakthrough. If it hasn't happened yet, keep praying. And Jabez kept praying. Until he connected with God. I love the fact that he prays and what he prays is important. You see, and I personally believe that prayer is the highest form of praise that we could give. Because when you pray, you're acknowledging only God can meet that need. And so as you're praying, you're saying, God, no one else can heal this cancer but you. No one else can heal this marriage but you. No one else can reach my child But you, that's the highest form of praise because you're acknowledging only God. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, this is where we we bring it to a close this this, this afternoon. Uh, Omaha, if you would help me in the background here. I want you to see his prayer prayer that he gives here. He tells God, change my name. Change my label. Look what he says. Oh, that you would bless me. And expand my territory. When he's telling God, I want you to bless me. I want you to expand my territory. And I want you to be with me. I want you to keep me. Don't let the blessing take me away from you. Let it draw me closer to you. And so he prays these three things. God, bless me. What he's saying is this. My start won't be my finish. I'm not going to allow how I started in life to be the determining factor on how I leave leave my life or end my life. And also he's saying this, my pain doesn't have to last forever. Some of you have gone through some things. Come on, folks, let's talk. If I were to line you up and give you opportunity to share, every one of you has a story of pain that you've gone through. Molestation, financial struggle, divorce, the battles that you've gone through. You've gone through some things. But your pain doesn't only have to hurt. You could turn your pain into someone else's gain. I mean, who else can reach a drug addict than someone that's broken free from addictions? Who else can help someone through divorce and someone that's been there and is now living great? Who else can help a single parent out than someone that is succeeding as a single parent? Your struggle doesn't have to be an end to your life. It can be the very thing that catapults you to your purpose. Your bankruptcy, you can show others how to get through those things. You see, when he says bless me, blessing was also always from a greater person to a lesser person. It was special favor, releasing prosperity and success. And it was an invitation for God's blessing on their life. I don't know about you, but I want God to bless me. God, bless me today. Come on, just say it to the Lord. Lord, bless me. Do you want blessing on your life? Do you want favor on your life? Do you want supernatural favor on everything that you touch? Begin to declare, God, bless me. What he was saying is, God, I want more. Nothing wrong with asking for more. He says, God, I want more. Enlarge my territory. What he was saying is expand my capacity. 
See, th this word territory in the Hebrew means there's a limit. Set guidelines. That God said, okay, this is what I can trust you with right here. And what Jabez was saying is, God, thank you. Now, thank you for my territory. I love it. I appreciate the territory you've given me. Lord, thank you, for my thank you for my wife, my children. Thank you for my business. Thank you for my influence. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for the, the resource. Thank you. God, thank, thank you. But I want more. I, I need to expand my influence. I need to increase my territory. I, I don't want to stop here. I, I want to go higher. I want to I push these walls out a little farther, God. I have, I, I have capacity for more. But I need you to understand something is that many of you are asking for more, but you're not willing to increase your mental capacity. You're not willing to increase your spiritual capacity, not willing to increase your physical capacity. Because if you don't take care of your body, you're not going to have the energy to keep up with the things that God wants to bless you. It's taking care of what God gave you. And expanding. God, I want more. The territory meant border, territories, the boundaries. And he's saying, God, remove my limits. Come on, somebody pray that right now over your life. God, remove my limits. Open areas that were closed to me. Areas that were locked off. Doors that I've knocked on that they said, no, you're unqualified for that. God, I'm beginning. I want increased influence. I want doors to open for me. God, I want doors to be increased. Lord, I'm asking now, let these walls be moved. Let increase come. Oh, I'm preaching to someone right now. I don't know if your spirit's taking it. See, this is the problem. We're praying for more, but we're still old wineskins. God wants to give you so much more. In the Old Testament, they, they would take sheepskin that they had just killed because it was pliable. They would, they would sew it up, turn the skin inside out to where the fur was on the outside. And then they would pour the grape juice inside of it and then cover it. And they would let it ferment in that wineskin. Now, wine is violent. It's violent to people that drink it. And it can be violent to, in, in the process of fermentation. Because it begins, the gases begin to build. It begins to bubble. It begins to push out. It begins to expand. It, it's potent. And as it begins to expand, that, that skin begins to reach out. And because it has to be pliable, as the wine begins to ferment, the skin begins to stretch. And because it's new, it has the ability to stretch with the new wine. And when it reaches its point of fermentation, the wine skin will get hardened and hold that new wine in there. Now, if you were to drink the wine and then pour old new wine in it and start that process all over again, that wineskin couldn't contain the violence of that wine because that new wine would begin to grow again, but the rigidity of the mind, the rigidity of the structure, the, the, the makeup of that bag could not contain it. So when the expansion begins to go, this thing cannot expand with it. And so there's cracks that begin to start in it until it finally explodes. 
Many of you are praying for a revelation, but you have not changed the skin that God wants to pour into you. God, give me a new one. Give me a new revelation. You can't handle the one you've got. God, I'm ready to get married. You can't handle your girlfriend. Because until you change your mentality, until you change the wineskin, God will always deal with our minds first. It's your thinking that he deals with first. I can't change who you are until we change how you think. That's why Jesus said, repent. Mark 2.22 says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old for the wine would be would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. God's not going to give more to those that can't hold on to it. And he prays, God, I want more. Listen, listen to what he says as we close here again for the second time. He says, Lord, be with me. Everyone say that with me. Be with me. You got to invite God to be with you. And this, this is what I love about Jabez. He's saying this, God, bless me. Increase my territory. But make sure you go with me. I don't want a blessing that's going to take me away from you. Stay with me. Stay by my side. Be with me. Be with me and keep me from evil is what he says. So he invites God's presence into the journey with him. He invites the presence of God to come with him. And when God's presence comes, deliverance comes, provision comes, guidance comes, instruction comes, blessings come, protection comes. I want you to know that when God goes with you, everything you need is gone before you as well. Oh, come on. You got to say amen. You know what I love about Jabez? He's saying this is God. I can't do this without you. I need you. I'm not taking this journey unless you be with me because the very thing you might be praying for is the very thing might take you away from the presence of God he doesn't want that so he says God keep me from evil and I love this keep me from causing pain in other words don't let me live up to my name let me live up to yours I don't care what people have labeled you You've all been labeled by one person or another. But I'm so grateful to know today, I was labeled a troublemaker when I was a kid. In fact, when people find out that I'm a minister today, they still trip out. I trip out sometimes. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. But the reality is, is God is bigger than your past. Come on. It's not that I'm qualified, it's because he is. And I love the fact that when I pray prayers of God, bless me, increase my territory. I didn't knock on the door of the NFL, they called me to do chapels. I never called, I never picked up the phone and said, hey, you know, hey, you guys are coming to town, can I do a chapel for you? I never did that. I never called the business corporation and said, hey, man, I want to speak at one of your events. They asked me to come to speak to businessmen. I never knocked on the door and said, hey, would you guys consider, hey, do you think it would be possible? I never asked that. I didn't pick up the phone and say, man, I want to I visit the White House. Can, can you guys invite me to come and, and check it? I didn't ask for those things. 
I've never asked for the blessing in that manner to people, but I, who I have asked is God. God, increase my territory. Bless me. God, give me more influence. Let me touch more lives. I want to maximize everything that you have blessed me with. I want to give my all. And when I die, I want to die empty. I don't want to just die. I want to die empty. Knowing I gave everything that I was supposed to give before I died. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.